Um, unlike many people, I love Sunday evening and I look forward to Monday. I don't know. It's a little quieter here on Monday. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm cool with that. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty good, you know. Been having yeah. a very productive weekend. And I'm kind of too a fan of like Sunday night because it's kind of like the quiet before. Yeah, it's just like chill, like everyone chill out, everyone shut up and just like relax. And uh, and I'm, I'm just I'm glad that we're finally getting to talk about Reality Bites. I know, I know. It's so awesome that you chose this to kick off our movie soundtrack March with. Yeah, you and I have, uh, I don't know that we've ever watched this movie together, but we've yes, talked about it we plenty, did. have we? We did? Yes, in St. Joseph College. Oh, we did. Okay. I couldn't remember if we did or not, but I know, like, I feel like I've watched it with you because we talk about it so much because, uh, well, I think a lot because of the music that was in, in yes. the movie and, and also just there's so many lines in this movie that just keep coming up in my life. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, if we think about it, this movie is close to 30 years old right it is it came out in 94 yeah so yeah that's crazy do you remember the first time you saw this movie I think I actually saw it in the theater I did too I I think my parents actually took me to see it so oh okay you know yeah I um let's see so I was um 13 and uh I remember it was February vacation and this movie had just come out and my friend and I wanted to see it. And it was like at that time of our lives where we're like, we're going to have our, like our parents drop us off at the theater and then they'll come pick us up in two hours. And um, so we went to see reality bites and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning and there was oh. like no one else in the theater. So we were just like, Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was very cool. We were both like fans of Winona Ryder and, and side note, Christian Slater. She was another Christian Slater fan. And, oh, uh, Heathers. Yeah. Perfect duo in Heathers right there. Yes, they were, yeah, perfect in Heathers together. But yeah, I, yeah, I remember seeing that in the theater. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so let's see. This was, yeah, Ben Stiller's first movie he directed. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty good for a first movie yeah. he directed, yeah. However, mm-hmm. some of the verbiage was... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Some of, some of the, and you know, I'm not putting that on, on him totally just cause like how much the times have changed, but like, Oh, the, the R word. Yeah. Came up too so, much, too, too much. much. I think it was three times, but that was, three and times I think like it shouldn't have been used like I at all. Yeah. I think we should have had like the foresight back then to be like, Oh, that might be hurtful to use the R word. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was not politically correct. It wasn't, but, um, yeah. And also, too, uh, we were talking earlier about the <laughs> amount of toxic masculinity in this movie. Really, like, stuff that I'm ashamed to say I was probably like, oh, they're both fighting over her. Woohoo. Uh, but I was 13 and, I guess, pretty stupid. And now when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, why doesn't she tell both of them to shut up and, like, just move <laughs> out of town? themselves <laughs> or something, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm leaving, and I'm not telling any of you where I'm moving to. No, it was just, it was very, like, I was watching, I was like, why are they using the R word? Like, they're all, like, 
college educated. They were all like philosophical, like forward thinkers, you know, yeah. that's at least how they're supposed to be. And it's just like, and it's not, it made me uncomfortable. I don't know about you. It did. Um, and also, I mean, it makes me happy to know that like, I guess as a, as a people, we've, we've come far enough in 30 years to know that like, oh, hey, don't say that. So, I mean, at least I guess we have that, that like, okay, people have learned not to talk like that. Um, but still, yeah, it, it's like one of those things that it's like when I watch Seinfeld now, I still love Seinfeld. Like, I still love this movie, but yeah, I, I watch Seinfeld and maybe because I love it so much, I'm more critical of it. And I'm just like, you can't say that, you idiot. Like, of course you cannot say stuff like that. There was, there was just a low blow that happened. And I actually happened to watch this with my dad again. Oh, and okay. he was, it's the part where he really, like, Troy just destroys Lelena's character. And like, yeah, which time? Yeah, when like yeah, which time like, exactly? It like, looks when like he he's says, about to kiss her, "What do you want me of? to tell you that I love you?" And you're, and yeah. she like is so like her heart looks like it's, a, and he goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Yeah," and then like even his attitude toward Vicky, uh, mm-hmm. Janine Garofalo's character, like that scene where they're getting stoned on the couch. Yeah, when when she's like, "Don't bogart that can, man." Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, "Are yeah. you are yeah." It's uh, like not cool, dude. Not cool. We're looking at this, and you and I back in the day, yeah, um, used to talk about how similar you were more towards like Winona Ryder's character, and I was similar <laughs> to, to, to Yeah, and to tell you the truth, like watching the Winona Ryder character, I'm like, I'm oh. like, we're both like Janine Garofalo. Exactly. I was like, I'm not like her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I don't know why Megan thought she was like her. I'm like, Megan. No, well, I think I, I mean, I have a, a such a fondness for Winona Ryder, but also Janine Garofalo, but on totally different planes, kind of. Like yeah. Winona Ryder, I think of it in the movies and Janine Garofalo just makes me laugh to no end. Um yeah, but no, I definitely see more Vicky, like myself as a Vicky type character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you too. Yeah. And I I love the different issues it addresses. I love that it addresses the um the HIV testing and the amount of yes. fear um before they were able to separate out that just because you got HIV didn't condemn you to get AIDS um yeah and we like there's so much more I think that we know now and yes. like I, I I would think that testing is is not does testing take as long as it seemed to take in the movie because it oh, seemed like she was waiting for like a week to find out yeah it takes it takes so um because of I actually did receive blood transfusions before 93 and um, I had to get tested and it was like, I remember being like, I like, I didn't sleep with anybody. What the like? I know. You're like, I'm like 13. (laughs) No, it wasn't even that. It was like right around one of my surgeries I was waiting for. And I'm like, oh my God, this is taking forever. And I didn't even sleep with anybody. Like what the, and then I go to, I remember being like, how the fuck do I tell somebody that I'm still a virgin? And I, and I'm like, oh well, well this is, and that was one of the reasons why 
I wanted to do HIV AIDS education outreach was to show that it's like, it it was such a broader like thing than people thought. And um, I love Steve Zahn in this movie. He is my next to Vicky. He is my other favorite character. Mine too. They're like him and Vicky. I just like, yeah, I I want to hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Totally. And I love how, vulnerable his character is in this movie especially when he's he's a you know he's gonna go and come out to his his mom and like how real like it's so it hits on a really lot of good solid issues it's just the the languaging yeah i'm sorry it just like you know yeah and as as we're talking about this too it's funny that um, this movie is basically kind of centered around the the main character, uh, Winona Ryder's character, uh, Lelaney. Lelaina, or they call her Lainey a lot because Lelaney yeah. takes forever to say. So Lainey, um, they, they've all just graduated and I think she's 23 and she wants to like have accomplished so much stuff by the time she's 23. And I'm like, why would you want to peak at 23? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. She's like, I'm like, well, where I, are you gonna go after that? Yeah. Oh, have you oh seen gosh. have you seen the thing about like show me the person that writes their novel at 60, show me the person that's on the um 50 under 50 list, mm-hmm. show me those people. And it's like, and that's what I love is like it's the underdog. Yeah. It's the whole, you know, and you, Megan, yeah. you and I, Megan, have always been, I think that's one of the beautiful things about our relationship is that we always encourage each other to be ourselves and not like, yeah, it wasn't like trying to me- like, don't measure up to, you know, and I, know I remember, I remember when I had a transfer and I was like, Megan, I'm so freaked out about leaving you. And you're like, you're going to be fine. And we will be right here. Kim and I will send you and we were writing to each other sending you guys now. I know I still have I still have letters you sent me yeah oh, I love it I love it I yeah. still have one of the first birthday things you made me with all like quotes that I had said oh yeah I used to make like you like a little poster every year yep, <laughs> yep. and, like, and I still have it and I mean like I think that's what it is is that you know, with a movie like this, when you revisit it and you're like, whoa, okay, that's an eye-opener. Why? Not cool. This is a chance for re-education. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, re-watching this, like, maybe, like, in my 20s, I was still very, like, um, aside from, like, the certain language things that you and I are both, like, uh-uh about, but, um, like, I was just like, oh, okay, these people are in their 20s and they're trying to figure things out. Okay, I get that. But mm-hmm. like as I was watching it this time, I was just like, um, "Who who do these people um, think they are?" I like, <laughs> like they're all living on their on their own already, like in this apartment. And I'm like, I can't imagine that. It was just like um, Lainey and Vicky who rented that apartment. I'm like. Where did you have money from to start renting that? I don't know. They probably had Oh, it my in. God. I know, and that was the thing is that I thought was so funny. And I'm like, I'm watching and I'm going, uh, yeah, no, this is not reality. <laughs> yeah, right? ex- exactly. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. There's, it's especially in like in watching TV shows and stuff where like a bunch of friends share an apartment in New York, and I'm like, not all, like all twenty of you could not afford that place. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm it's, sorry. Like, yeah. I thought that was funny too. It was like they needed money for the rent, and then it was like they needed money for the, you know, and it's like nobody realized that she was lonely. Like that yeah. to me was also very bizarre. Like, no yeah, that that who was lonely? Uh, Lelena. Le- okay. Like that she like she was on the phone all the time. She explained this phone bill, and I'm like, why aren't you paying attention that she's having? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know why Vicky wasn't because Vicky was like pissed at her about the oh, right. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the whole I understand that, but still, like yeah. I love Jenny Groff. I love her in this movie. I love everything yeah. about her in this movie. And I love how, like, even when she gets fired up, she starts to get a little... She's more Janine Garofalo than, like, playing a part. Yeah, the sarcasm is, like, just Ugh. chef's kiss perfect. Yes. I'm like, yes. thank you. And that's what I... I <laughs> that's what I love about her. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, like, when they... You know, even when like her and Lelena get into it, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," like you know, yeah. Because even when she's like saying that, kind of like you can tell she's mad at you. But I'm like, okay. But even then, I bet you could still approach her in like an hour and be like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry." I'm yeah. like, she doesn't seem unreasonable, but yeah, she's very yeah. like sarcastic, and and I just love that. There's also Ethan Hawke in this movie uh, is Troy, who I think did not graduate with uh, Lainey and Vicky, and um uh sammy played by steve zahn who uh, i love in this movie steve i just he oh my god he is such a like he's such a he's just his character is really sweet in this movie and that's what i like i like that too like sweet and playful and kind of like yeah um yeah and, and you and i were talking earlier and, and you brought up which i agree with that his story of coming out as being gay that could have been a documentary itself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. especially too for that time, that was a big deal. And what yeah. he was going to do. And like he waited that long. Like it's like, oh my God. And then like, you know. And then all of a sudden your parent isn't talking to you because of that. Yeah. Like and then yes. Lainey it's... and Ethan Hawk are like, Oh, I might like you and I don't know. Oh my god, this guy's mom isn't talking to him now. You guys shut up. Can you stop complaining? Like like he literally says, I just want to be let back in my house. Yeah. Like yeah, that I'm sorry. Like his story and Vicky Vicky having to go get the HIV tested, as we know, um, that was a big thing for that time because they were not screening blood before ninety-three. So mm-hmm. they were, you know, this is why, like, if you had gotten blood transfusions before 93, you needed to go get tested. Um, yeah. It wasn't just from unprotected sex. It was from multiple. It was from needles. It was from also blood transfusions. It was multiple. Yeah. Things. And I thought, like, um, you know, like, maybe this is a good transition for us to get into our favorite lines. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But one <laughs> of my favorite lines that she says is, Free clinic AIDS tests, rite of passage for our generation. Yeah, really, it was. <laughs> it was, yeah, though. It I seemed mean, like, like that's, I, I learned about. her delivery of like, it's like a little bit of fear, but a little bit of sarcasm. Like, eh. Yeah, like, oh, here we are. But yeah, I feel like I learned 
um, not learned about, but I first, I first learned about AIDS, I think from like MTV news when I was a kid is where I first ever heard anyone mention AIDS. Cause it seemed like adults were never talking about it. So yeah, the, the yep. Ricky character in like one of, one of the first scenes in the movie is like writing down she keeps like a journal of like all the men she's slept with which was so forward thinking for that time period yeah i was like oh that's yeah <laughs> that is true so, like that's why i wanted like a little bit even more of her story in it yeah like vicky has a very interesting story i mean Lainey gets into like Troy's story too which is um i mean like his his father is is dying Right. Um, which is, yeah, that is an interesting story to get into. Um, but Troy is also a character that just references novels and is like, I know more than you. Bleh. You know, it's just I, so <laughs> annoying. I'm so I'm like, you work at a newsstand. Shut up. Like, and there's nothing wrong with working at a newsstand. But God, no, it's he not. acts it's like, like he is so much better than working at a newsstand. Yeah, yeah like he's above yeah. working at a newsstand. And it's like, right. Oh, God. And isn't he so cool sleeping on his friend's couch because he's too cool to work at his newsstand? I don't know. Like no, he's too it's it's interesting because it's not it's the idea of like they want him to apply himself and they're all saying about how brilliant he is and yeah. how like if he just put a little bit more of the effort in and it's not until the end of the story that we realize fear is what's holding him back ultimately. Yeah, I I was thinking that like uh, modern day reality bites, Troy could just like record his own music and put it on Spotify. <laughs> so he's like, I'm like, I like, know, right? Yeah, or like play songs on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, and like make money that way. <laughs> um, so uh, did you? So we can go, we can go back and forth with lines because like I have the top five lines that I picked. Okay, so um. It's it's kind of just like a, a, a scene of a few things here, but so Lainey and Vicky are in the, the BMW <laughs> that she reluctantly drives that her dad gave her, oh and, God. Um, and they're listening to "Tempted." <laughs> yes, <laughs> by your boys, Squeeze. Uh, oh yeah, and then you can tell your Squeeze story in a moment. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, Ben Stiller drives up in the lane next to them. Um, and he's like listening to rap or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> a yuppie listening to rap, and I'm like, he is. And he's got his stereotypical or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his car phone, which has like a cord on it. It's just oh so great God. to see. It's like, oh, we thought that was so like ahead of its time there. Um, but anyway, and then the, yeah. air bla- the airbag deploys twice. Oh. <laughs> it's one of the best scenes. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> perfect like physical comedy. Um, but like, yeah, Lainey and Vicky see him pull up next to them and they're like, oh my God, what, what a loser, yuppie, annoying yeah. guy this is. And so she's smoking and she just like throws her cigarette, which he's done with it, like throws it into his car. <laughs> and like all of a sudden he realizes like, oh my God, fire. Uh. And then uh, so he causes an accident because he's like freaking out because his car's on fire. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, so they go back to his office so they can figure out insurance stuff or whatever. And and he's like, oh, do you have a lawyer? And she says, I don't have a lawyer. I don't have a dentist. Oh, and then he's he's on the phone, I guess, with his insurance. And she keeps, like, touching this Dr. Zayas doll that's on his desk. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he's like, no, don't do that. But he's talking to someone on the phone. And she's like, oh, sorry. 
He's like, no, 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 you, you can touch it. You want to hold it? You can hold him. <laughs> it's just like such a weird, awkward moment. And then she drops the doctor's ace and she's like, I'm, I'm like ruining your life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I like that whole that whole scene. That's cool. What about for you? What else? One of the lines that I have is if I could bottle the sexual tension between Bonnie Franklin and <laughs> Schneider, I could save the energy crisis. That was joy. Yes. But it was like, because they're watching one day at a time. Yep. Um, okay. So you and I absolutely loved this line back in the day. And I don't know if you still love it, but it's when they're in the seven, uh, they're in the, the gas mart or whatever. Yep. And she and um, Steve Zahn, or uh, uh, so it's Vicky and Steve Zahn's character are laughing, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Wait, you got to hear this." And Lelena's like, "What?" And she goes, "Evian is naive, spelled, spelled backwards." backwards. <laughs> yeah, and I remember you and I, like when we were yeah. watching it together, we were dying. <laughs> we were like, "Oh, that's so funny." I know, and and continuing in that scene. Um, my Sharona comes on yes. and then Vicky goes, oh, turn this up, turn this up. You won't be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a fun little scene where, yeah, her and, and Lainey and uh, Sammy are dancing there and Ethan Hawke's yep. character is just standing there like, like I don't know you cool. people. And I'm like, what are you, too cool for them? It's my Sharona. It's awesome. Yeah, like, how can you not dance? And it was funny because <laughs> my dad said at that point, he's like, how could you not want to dance to this song? And I'm like, oh my god, it's physically impossible. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> um, my other favorite line that came out from Vicky was, "I blame my parents because I think they conceived me on an acid trip." Oh yeah. <laughs> so those were those were my top lines. That yeah. I- Let's see. Oh, so Lainey has been like out of a job and like depressed and on the couch and calling like 900 like psychic numbers. Yes. The psychic friends and everything. And so um, and Vicky kind of is like, okay, are you going to ever move off of here off of the couch and like get a job or like, you know, because you're running up a phone bill and and Winona Ryder's getting mad and she's like, oh, you think you're so great. You're like, oh, I'm manager of the game now. (laughs) And then, and then, uh, Vicky's like, "Okay, my little unemployed waif." It just sounds. Oh, so I love it, unemployed waif. <laughs> yep, that was another one. That's that, a, that another... for some reason that line reminds me of something you would say to somebody. Listen, <laughs> my unemployed waif. <laughs> waif is like a Juliana word. Sarcasm. It's that's what I love about Janine Garofalo. I've always oh. loved this about her with her yeah. delivery. Is that it's like. <laughs> There are some women that can carry that sarcasm, and it's just so funny to say that. Then it's yes. like Juliana, that's something you would say, and it's like it is. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's just it's, oh, it's so delightful to to oh. watch. <laughs> so soundtrack, my friends. Yes, I want to hear what you picked. So yeah, that this overall is one of those like really good soundtracks that, like, I think like. I love it when I love a movie and also love the soundtrack because sometimes it happens where I'm like, like Empire Records, I love that movie, but the soundtrack is just kind of like, eh. I'm like, I think for a movie that's about a record store, the soundtrack could have been a lot better. Um, Mm. And let the hate mail come in. No, but um, I think on (gasps) Reality Bites, it was just like the, like a good 
mix of different of different things. Um, yeah. So my my favorite on here, um, you you might already know what my favorite is. Uh, it's the U2 song, All I Want Is You. All I Want Is You. Yeah. And in the I, movie, it's set so perfectly, too, because it's when, yeah. like, she's trying to find, because Troy runs off, and she doesn't know where he went off to. No. Um, and it's to go see his father who's dying. But I'm like, wouldn't you have just told her where you're going? Like, why do you have to stress everyone out? Because he's afraid, like, when he gets to the core of it, he's just a ball of fear. And he's, like, covering He's covering his insecurity. And also he's probably reading all those philosophy books to try to figure out why he's so afraid or like what, what he's missing. If he thinks he's missing something, Yes. you know, and I'm like, okay, you are obviously becoming obsessed with this stuff because it's all you can talk about. Mm -hmm. And like, all you can do is quote people like, Oh, that's another one of my favorite lines (laughs) is when Ben Stiller comes to pick up Winona Ryder. uh, And she, and he says, you look like a doily. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, but before that, Ben Stiller, um, or no, after that, I think it is. He's like, hey, guy, um, what's your glitch, man? And he's like, he's like, do I need, do I need, like, how come I'm not in the cool club like you? And he's like, there's no, um, you know, there's, I forget what he says, but he's like, there's an IQ prerequisite. Oh. Uh, be, yeah, to talk to me or something. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he did. Ugh. Yeah. Turds. Yeah. My 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 other favorite thing <laughs> Vicky says is welcome to the maxi pad. Oh yeah. That's sure, something you, say, you and I would say. Welcome to the maxi pad. Oh, and then Steve Zahn says, now with dry weave protection, wicks moisture yeah. away from your body. <laughs> That's like, oh Steve Zahn's like his, cherry on top of so much of this his movie. His delivery was also really great in this. Yeah, I would love like a sequel movie to like know what happened to all these people, but mostly what happened to Steve Zahn and Janine Garofalo. <laughs> uh, with with yeah. updated um, appropriate languaging. Please. With appropriate language. Yeah, exactly. Um, not demeaning anybody. Yeah, that would be nice. That's all we're asking is not to demean anyone. Okay. Well, what was one of your favorite songs from this soundtrack? Okay, you're gonna laugh because it's not on the actual soundtrack. Oh, okay. I went off book on some of these too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went off book too. Yeah. Um, it's in the movie and it's 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 one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And it's added up by violent femmes. But oh yeah. Ethan Hawke sings it. He's like angry, but like is he angry or upset? Like what's going on here? It's hard to tell with him because he's such an enigma. Yeah, but he like <laughs> stops the song, and I'm like, no, finish, finish. This is a really good song. Yeah, I know. Like you can't just leave, but he loves to just leave. But now we know it's because he's yeah. afraid. Yeah, that is a that is that is a good one, and and um, I'll I'll follow that up with uh, one of the songs I like that's not on the uh, like the official soundtrack is um, we uh, Road to Nowhere. We were yep. talking about earlier by Talking Heads. That's, That's on a my really list. great song. Yeah. That's on my list. And yeah. that is like, oh my God. I grew up listening to Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. So it's always like, that's another like really cool, cool, cool one. Yeah. This had a lot of like songs that, I don't know. I feel like I grew up with a lot of the music that was in this movie, whether I was the exact song or just the artist. I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know, this 
a lot of this music just really fit into the movie really good. Yeah, I know. Um, so my other one that's on here is Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. Um, School's Out. Yes. But I always love that song. I, I You know, it's, it's a great song. What else do you have on your list? Let's see. Oh, my second favorite, which I think plays twice in the movie, uh, When You Come Back to Me by World Party. Um, oh. Which, yeah, plays at the beginning, like when um, Lainey's out of coffee filters and she makes one out of... Um, napkins or something <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, toilet paper yeah yeah or like paper towels or something um and uh yeah and that plays at the very end of the movie like uh after laney's dad calls and is like oh i i just got a 900 hundred dollar gas bill um, surprise <laughs> supplies okay mm-hmm. um what's another one of yours um this one that's totally I think is underrated and it's not mm-hmm. because the band has the first name of the band is my first name is <laughs> spin spin the bottle yeah Hatfield three that's right because there is such a great lyric in there that says she is such a sucker he doesn't want to fuck her I like that lyric I'm yeah. like oh that's a good one that's spicy um yeah. what else do you have on yours I have Locked Out by Crowded House. Oh, that's I've been locked out. That is one that is in my driving mix all the time. It's a good it's a good like dance song too. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice peppy one for for here. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's another one of yours if you have any more? Okay. Obviously, here we will come to this one. Tempted by Squeeze. Yes. And I got to see them back in two thousand and eight at radio city that was at radio city yeah well they opened they opened for james oh okay oh james played radio city (sighs) okay it was huge it was so good it was such a good concert that's cool Um, yeah and they played tempted yes they played tempted and they were really good live so i was really excited because they also played um uh they played Cool for Cats, they ended with, and one of their mm-hmm. encores was Pulling Muscles from the Shell. They did play Black Coffee in Bed. You were, you had that's okay. Black Coffee in Bed, they played. It was, it was a good set list. It was a really good set list. So it's like, and I had to look up because I was like, I know they played Tempted and I know they played mm-hmm. Black Coffee in Bed and I know they did, but when did they do Cool for Cats and Pulling Muscles from a Shell? So, yeah, but they played Tempted. So I got to see Tempted live. That is so cool. I'm trying to think if I've seen any Reality Bites songs live. I have to to ponder that one. That could be something else we do in our soundtrack episodes. Have you heard any songs from the soundtrack perform live? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, Let's see. Um, Obviously, uh, let's talk about sex by song. Yeah. That's a classic. That was such a, yeah. Yeah. Universally Uh, known song by every person. Yeah. Yeah. And revival by Me Funny, another another good like dance one, uh-huh. like a five rhythms, like a more of a like a chill one, but like you're still, uh huh, yeah. Um, and of course we can't, yeah, we can't gloss over my Sharona. That is the one of the. It's such a fun and so for this one, I actually came up with I want Unwritten Law to cover it. Oh. Because hmm. I can hear Russo covering the ooh. I love that scene 
where they're all dancing in the gas station. And like, Steve, yeah. they all look like they're genuinely having a good time. It was like, all right, dance to this. But they all look like yeah. it's like, hey, you know? Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, this makes me like miss all of my friends. I want to be at a gas station dancing with my friends <laughs> and freaking well, out and, the clerk. And like, that what? scene, you and I were saying, I was like, this could totally be us at some point later in our lives. <laughs> yeah. <not> to... <laughs> it's funny because I think in my 20s, I might have been more like, you can't dance in here, guys. Oh my God. But like now I would totally do that because like I don't, I don't have as much shame as I used to. It's really funny because in um 2019, we did dance parade I have to go back and check this I have to date check myself but they asked my dad to lead the float for the five rhythms in the dance parade and I was like oh my god I'm coming so I was like I got to be on the float and it's like great because like all these people who love to dance are in this one like conglomerate and it's like (gasps) like all these different like movement all this different music is playing and like my dad played an awesome set and like yeah so like jonathan was there jonathan like led the whole like what is your flow what is your you know he went through all the rhythms but Mm -hmm. it was that moment where it's like there's such freedom in dancing and my sharona is one of those where you feel it like you really feel it and it's like yeah it's also dirty the song like if you really listen to the song it is i know yeah i listen i paid attention to the lyrics this time yeah <laughs> but i'm like it off for, this is why i also thought unwritten love because like always get it off for the touch of the undercon it's like yeah i bet you do so. <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah i know and i'm like that's gross but okay <laughs> but i'm like but that's I'm not like, the movie's totally fault i guess fine. i don't know but um yeah <laughs> and then the other dance song that was in here um is rock and roll part two by gary glitter oh like the mighty duck song yeah, well, hey, this is hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is also used in the Full Monty. Yeah. And it's that great dance scene in Joker with Joaquin Phoenix on the stairwell. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and the Full Monty, it's the one of the strip practice songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that's why I was like, oh my god, this is such a great song. Like, yeah, how, like, that's playing yeah. when they're um they're like they just graduated and they're up yep. on the roof of um yeah the Market Square Tower in Houston, and uh yeah, and <laughs> Janine Graf was like um uh what does she say? Oh yeah, they're like, quick, what's your social security number? Because they're all like super drunk, and she does it perfectly, and she's like, oh my god, that's the only thing I learned in college. Yeah, I know. She's like, uh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't use a whole lot of my college, my college knowledge, college knowledge, college okay. knowledge. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's kind of different because, like, I actually, I'm like one of those rare people that actually is using their college education. I think that's so cool because, like, I know I, yeah, um, I mean. I, d- I don't mind not using it because I think if no, I ever but- went back to work, I would be like, well, I don't want to do accounting. Are you kidding me? Why did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, Megan, if you think about it, yeah. I love telling people this story because like, um, part of the pre-nursing was that requisite, that medications uh, measurement test I had to do, that exam, and it was like a big exam. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten tutored by one of the nuns in St. Joseph, and mm-hmm. you tutored me. You also I sort of remember me. that, yeah. And I mean, like, you did help, so it's you're smart, and I, Thank I'm you. like, oh yeah, I don't doubt that. Like my, uh, my thing is, I was like, I don't know, like I'm good at math. 
but that doesn't mean I like math. So I think looking back, I'm like, why did I major in that? I'm like, I'm good at math, but I don't like it. One of my nursing instructors literally wrote out my paper. She goes, if I were you, I would have run in the opposite direction because of all your medical exposure. (laughs) I would have run in the opposite direction. I was like, yeah, well, well, you know. I know. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, you probably went that way, though, because you're like, well, I, I know what I've been through and I want to help people not have to maybe go through what I've gone yeah, through. Yeah, and not be know? scared. And my thing was I was I wanted to I wanted to do pediatric nursing. So I wanted to help yeah. kids like deal with like the fact that they were allowed to be angry. They were mm-hmm. allowed to be afraid. They were allowed to be sad. They were allowed to be like, you know, not stay in it and not get stuck in it, but allow yeah. it to process so that they, they wouldn't hold on to it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I think that's why I don't hang on to a lot of my cancer stuff is because when I first found out, I was like, okay, I did sad maybe for like an hour. And then I was like, I am pissed. And mm-hmm. I just went on like a complete rampage of just like, I can't believe this is happening. This is not fair. And uh, I'm like, you know, just take, take in charge. I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I I'm done with this. Let's move on. What do we got to do next? I'm, I'm done. Yep. Man. Yeah. You, you, what you did was you grieved it. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember you calling me and be like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to start. And I like, like, you know, okay. Candles, prayers, like non, you know, it's like, you were my best. Of course. Like, yeah. what else do you do for your ride? I mean, like, you know, it's one of these things too, where it's like, you didn't ever treat me differently because of my medical problems. Like you were never like, are you sure you should do that? Are you sure? Like, I was like, all right, you're going to think I'm a like pain in the ass, but I have to like drink a bunch of electrolyte water if we're going to sweat. And you're like, no, that's fine. And like, I know I was like, oh, that's an electrolyte water before warp tour. And that's why neither of us passed out. Um, I think with this, what's really great is like, I was thinking about other movies that we had watched together. And like one of the ones that came up, um, that that really stood out for me with reality bites yeah. was the um um nothing by Ethan Hawk and how we were talking about like he actually wrote the song did he write anything else what else did he write and like i actually have him on my spotify oh did he write did, what so yeah is that stuff so i am on my yep he comes Go up as an artist Ethan and you're never going to believe this yeah. But he covers a bunch of different things and it looks like he covers Waterloo Sunset by the Kings. Really? Which oh, is wow. one of my favorite Kings songs. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I'm gonna go give that a listen. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um so congratulations, Ethan Hawk. You've made it to my you've made it to my Spotify. But no, yeah. <laughs> I applaud um, it was really cool to see that scene because there was somebody else that I saw live from Hey That's My Bike, um, Nate December. So that was Oh wow. Little... Okay. Oh, so he's he's in the Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah, he toured with them oh, he in the nineties. And he pretty yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah. So he was he was on tour with them when I went to go see them. So, yeah. But it's oh, really yeah. cool to find out like if people actually have you know, Jeremy Renner's got like a bunch of music out. Like, I'm like, who else? Really? Like, oh yeah. How do people have time? I just imagine when you're making movies and stuff that you'd be like, all right, but it's, but it's in, I'm tired. It's, no. In, no, it's in between. I think in between tours, you know, 
Um, yeah. We look at we look at the lead singer of Offspring. He's Doctor Dexter Holland. He got yes, his does PhD he do? And he did it in HIV/AIDS research. Yes. Okay, I remember so you telling me like, about that, and I looked it like, up, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty impressive." Yeah, I never would have thought that. But that's it. Is like they go back <laughs> for their degrees. They go back to do other projects, and like. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's. I think what's really cool about this soundtrack is it has such a mix of music, yeah. And that's what I love about the Reality Bites soundtrack is is that one, like a one trick pony of like only this type of music. Like it's everything. The fact yeah. that one of the, you know, oh, we did not highlight one of our other favorites yeah i was just thinking at that like oh that's today um oh i missed you by lisa loeb yeah okay i was thinking baby i love your way i'm like those are two big songs from the movie soundtrack oh and it was the peter frampton version so this i don't understand yeah i don't understand why they put the peter frampton version on in the movie yeah but on the soundtrack they put the big mountain version i'm like why don't you put the Frampton version? I know. And I think, I mean, it must be like a copyright thing where it's much more expensive to get the Peter Frampton version. And then I think it was kind of a thing of the time to like get a newer band that was like a new emerging band and like jazz up an older song. But that never worked for me either. I was just, I no. was just kind of like, well, why don't you? Have no, because because I really <laughs> liked the Peter Frampton version. I was like, they should have put this. So that was my other thing. I was like, they should have put the Frampton version on the soundtrack. Yeah, or like, I like the Big Mountain version. I I have no problem with that. But yeah, it was like, oh, but that wasn't what was in the movie. <laughs> so right, exactly. So it's yeah. like, when it comes to that, and it's different if it's like, you know, you have the celebrity singing the song and then they use the actual original version like i understand because of yeah. rights and everything right yeah but it's like d- why yeah there was a lot of of why there um and and um that, yeah i didn't want to gloss over you brought up um stay by lisa loeb and nine stories um I that was kind that. of the big yeah the big one that was like the video was out around when the movie came out yeah yeah yeah, and I like that one because it's the camera like following her going through the apartment in the different rooms. Yeah, it almost kind of looks like like kind of like documentary style. So yes, yeah, yes. I'm like oh, that, that does. I read something interesting that Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo at one point did not get along, and Winona Ryder like went really? to bat for Janine Garofalo and was like, "No, she needs to be in this movie." Winona so. Ryder is like, oh my god, I, I remember. When we were when we were kids, there was this girl from Renona Ryder's hometown named Polly Kloss who was kidnapped and she was murdered. But um, before they knew all that, like Winona Ryder got very involved because she was she was freaked out by this girl mm-hmm. from her hometown, and like she like appeared publicly asking people like with any info. And I'm like, that's awesome to like put her face out there like to draw attention to the story. And I think it really help them at least solve you know figure out what happened but i was like oh winona Ryder is just like a badass and anyone who picks on her i want to just stop it like be nice to her be nice to her be nice to her thank god (laughs) no and that's it too is like he like that's the other thing that i love about ethan hawk is that he has done so many he's done quite a few like horror movies too yeah 
Yeah. But and the recently, latest one was like super freaking creepy. I didn't even know if I can watch that one. And I love to watch scary movies because I was like, this might be too psychologically creepy. Oh, me. it was very psychologically. I'm like, this is Ethan Hawke. I'm like, this is the guy from Reality Bob. I'm like, I don't know about this anymore. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want this to ruin reality. Oh, my God. Do you remember, too, what other movie were we obsessed with in college that we watched him in? Oh, Captain, my Captain. Dead Oh, Captain, my (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I wrote that down. I was like, I can't believe believe it's the same person who played that, like, shy, stuttering kid. And then he's like, I know everything. Nah, here's Charles Dickens. It's the winter of our discontent. Yeah. That was funny, though. When he answered the phone, now is the winter of our discontent. I remember <laughs> doing that. I remember doing that. Like, when I would, like, feel like, okay, I think that's my friend calling, and I'll be really funny if I answer the phone like that. Uh, <laughs> but, like, if anyone else is calling, I'll feel really stupid. No. Um, I do remember jumping off the bed with you and us doing our Carpe Diem. We were like, oh okay, yeah. Like, I don't know if it was like a sheet or like a throw blanket. We were doing the carpe diem. Yeah, carpe diem. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but that's Lord. it. I mean, like if you look at and like look at Ben Stiller's, you know, Zoolander is still one of my favorites. Like his, because I love it too. Because his dad's in the movie, and I mean, yeah. His his father is so funny in that movie. It's just like oh, yes. Geez. And for those who don't know, yeah, Ben Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller, was uh, George's dad in Seinfeld. I think everyone in the world probably knows that. But yeah, his father's delivery on some things is just so great. And even Ben Stiller, a lot of the time, I think gets um, cast or cast himself even um, as like the this like unhinged like. Um, just like loose cannon guy, and I'm like that. That I kind of imagine that Ben Stiller is not actually like that, because <laughs> like he plays such a um, a funny like pseudo villain in some things. Like I don't. Oh, he was such a yeah. dick in Reality Bites. Excuse my language, and no offense, Ben Stiller, but when no you offense to can, like urge it out of me to say, my God, he plays the dick. You're doing your job as an actor. Um. But, like, yeah. it was the scene where it's like, you don't know what she needs. And I'm like, and you do. Yes. You're her higher power. You fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then Ethan Hawke, on top of that, he's like, oh, and don't go thinking for yourself either, Lainey. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't. Like, he, he, like, his, they Troy did some. And we know this is not Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Troy's, like, said some really horrible shit to her. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but also too, he's in the grieving process because he's dealing with an absentee father and he doesn't know where to put that grief. Yeah. So if you think about it, mental health, which is one of the key uh tones in this, is yeah. not being addressed because in the nineties it wasn't really addressed. You didn't talk about when you didn't feel happy. Yeah, you no, just bottled it, it, it up. It was, So to the younger generations in the 90s, mental health was not as readily accepted as it is now. Yeah. Um, Disability was not as, not as, um, you know. Things were not as accessible. No, things were not as accessible. There was a lot more discrimination. Yeah. Um, People really didn't care about languaging and verbiage that was thrown around back then. And 
you know, it's just being aware and mindful and it's not the whole like, oh, it's just like being aware for that time period and like, oh, that was not cool that they did that. They could have, these are all college graduates. Like, why don't you call her like butt face? You are getting stoned. You can call her butt face. Like, yeah. Like, be funny. like yeah. butt face would be funny because it's kind of like, oh my God, you can't think of anything. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, but you could think of something like yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 No, don't, you know, and that's, that's why I had like some issues with some of it, but it's like, um, the other thing. So my dog is snoring in the back. Sorry about that. The other thing that I love too, is like, uh, when they have the fight, her and uh, Vicky and Lainey Mm -hmm. and she's like, Oh my God. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry for asking you to come down to my level. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah, because, yeah, Lainey loses her job and Vicky's like, oh, you can come work at The Gap. I need somebody. It's only like five bucks an hour. And then she says, Lainey says, I'm not going to work at The Gap, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just like, a, okay, how could you not think that out before you said something that terrible? I don't know. And that's supposed to be your friend. Like, I would never say, I'll be like, all right, what do I have to do? Like, can I go in the back and hide? Like... Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd like you live together too. So it's like, oh, hi, I'm an asshole. Sorry. Every time we come out, you're going to see me and I'm an asshole. Yeah. I will have to say, one of the tasteful shots was the scene between the intimacy scene between Winona Ryder and um, Ethan Hawke. Just their faces and the dialogue. Yeah. And that was enough. Yeah, it was done like so. Yeah, it was done cleanly. It was done respectfully. And like, it was like the most tasteful and respectful moment of their whole friendship. (laughs) Was that? Yeah, it was just like, yeah, you could like. you see what a disaster is when she goes to find Troy? She throws all her shit in a paper bag. And I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, I love how easy it was to just like buy an airline ticket and just be like, oh, I'm just going to hop on a plane. It's e- so easy. Um, yeah. Well, they don't, we're dealing with half the shit that we have to deal with now. And- I know. I can remember going to visit my sister when I was like 17 years old. I think it was the first time I flew by myself uh-huh. uh, to go see her when she lived in Tucson. And like, oh, wow. I can't imagine ever putting like a high schooler on a plane by themselves. Now. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, and I switched planes too. And, and like, no, but like, it's interesting that you should say that because one of the times we flew to California was when they had called in the threats to the three separate airports. It was oh. like Heathrow, LAX, and there was another one. Yeah. And so we're in like, the, we're about to go get. And I hear overhead all liquids. And so like I'm shoving all my medical supplies. Yeah. You're like, oh crap. Okay. And like I'm just there and my parents are like, what? And I'm like, they're gonna take away everything, like even lip balm. And my mom's like, they're just saying that we get and like as we're getting closer, yeah. there's like so many out of family size of Listerine. Wait, that was what the whole thing that, was about? That was on the side that they pulled out and I go, who the fuck? <laughs> You can get fucked up on Listerine, though. I know. No, it was like somebody must have been in a rush and be like, oh, I need this. But it is to show how different times were. Yeah. You know, know, college college also, too, was was a hell of a lot more affordable back then. Um, I mean, actually, in it. 
<laughs> it wasn't affordable back then either, I guess. Cause that's one thing Vicky says. That's like, I, I look forward to spending the next 20 years of my life, uh, dodging my student loan officer and the, the yeah. Columbia house people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Columbia house. <laughs> I know it was funny. I was like, Oh, they made a Columbia house reference. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, yeah. Is there, is there anything else we haven't touched on here that we want to, um, let's see, did I, oh, I didn't do my Steve Zahn thing. I think I mentioned that to you, but that was before we recorded. Um, so when my kids, uh, will not put on their shoes, like we kind of get like, okay, shoes on, put your shoes on. And so I don't know, my husband and I started doing shoes on Steve's on and, uh, it's so stupid, but it has stuck with us for so long. And my kids say it now, too. And oh, I hope I in some it. way that would amuse Steve Zahn if I ever run into him, like at the airport or something. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, hello, I don't have COVID, I promise. Um, and we say shoes on, Steve's on, and my kids put their shoes right on. One of the things that I love about him in this movie is how how affectionate he is. Like, yeah. he's he's affectionate with all of them in some way. Like he's really, his character is Sammy is very tender. And yeah, he I does love. seem kind of like the glue that like, whoever's mad at whoever, they can always be like, Oh, I'll just Sammy will understand. Or like, you know, Vicky too, to a point also yeah, is Zicky, like, Oh, absolutely. she's a force. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. I didn't like it when Lane is like, Sammy, you don't even live here. I'm like, you're being a <laughs> You don't even live here. I'm like, okay, well, at least he's not a complete dick to you like Troy is, but um, yeah, but I like, you know. I do like that uh, at one point, Lainey and Troy get an argument and Troy's with some girl that, and she's like, oh, what are you going to just have sex with her now too? And blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Vicky is just like, okay, Lainey, let's go for a walk. And they still were kind of like mad at each other, but I think Vicky is just like, okay, I got to step in here. Vicky is the adult, I think, in this movie. Gosh, like, she's totally at her steady job, you know. Yeah. And she still knows that's, how to have fun when her job's over. And that's what I love about her, too, because it's, like, the forward-thinking, like, the evolved female. Yeah. Like, she she may come off, like, I mean, she's very into, like, the 70s, which I also love that about her. She's um, got the Boston poster on her wall. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, everything in her, and like, um, a Saturday Night Fever poster. I'm yep. like, oh, my God, can you be real so Juliana and I can hang out with you? Um, yeah, she just is, like, you know, and she's like, okay, Lainey, we have, like, a huge phone bill. And, like, at one point, her and Sammy are sitting at the table, like, doing, like, paying bills and stuff. I'm like, you guys are the grown-ups. I love Sammy, it. You are the adults in this. Yeah, yeah. And I think the movie starts off with everyone being like, oh, Lainey, she's got all her, got her shit together. She's valedictorian. Yeah. She must know the answer to everything. But... Nope. Even though it does sound like, I mean, she talks about how she was kind of the one who held her family together, um, like, they after her all... dad left. They yeah. all come from fractured backgrounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even like Vicky, who says like her parents are still together, is like my mom and dad are like the passion's gone. Like my mom goes to the bathroom with the door open. And I'm I like, don't want that. I want them yeah. to do that. So how has this movie aged for you? Um I I still, despite um, some verbiage that we've we've covered, like um, I still feel so much fondness for this movie. Like I I do have fun watching it. Um, 
the aesthetic of it, I think, is what it is. Like, um, there's so much, like, with especially with Lainey and Troy, they're, they're always wearing so much brown and, like, earth tones. Oh, and, like, a yes. lot of the apartment is brown. But, like, then you, you see Vicky. Vicky's always got on, like, some, like, bright Like, yellow or white. Yeah, and I'm like, that's because her attitude is kind of more like, oh, okay, so, yeah, let's take on the day. Yeah, and, um, yeah, but, like, yeah, this movie is still very, very fun to watch. I don't know. How about you? What do you think of this now? I have mixed feelings about it, actually. Yeah. I just feel like it's so, the, like, I, like, the resolve between Lena and Troy at the end but still it's like this there's some underlying toxic male nonsense that makes yeah. me like kind of like and I, I don't feel know, that maybe because yeah. I'm older and I'm just like uh like you I don't know that, you know yeah. but I mean I love I love Janine Garofalo's I love Vicky like one of my other favorite parts is like the brownie thing between um Lorena and Troy and it's such like uh you know like I wish there were more of those parts that were filtered in yeah because it was just them being like themselves like right it's like like, there was like a lot it was a lot of focus on the like discontent yeah the actual reality of their the winter of their like she starts bitching about him moving in in the beginning and I'm like okay yeah. I'm like, this is kind of freaky. Um, you know, and for yeah. that time, you know, the way they addressed LGBTQ issue, the HIV issue, um, was tastefully done. Um, um, yeah. And I think, yeah, at the time it seemed very forward thinking. Like, yeah. Oh, and I just usually... wish they were that way with not using the r word i'm sorry it just i wish that too i know that's the thing i'm like i don't want to let that ruin the rest of the movie for me just like i don't want i just love janine garofalo in this movie oh my god i do too i'm like i don't want to let anything else in this movie ruin that (laughs) and she does look like though she genuinely looks like she's gonna hit ethan hawk at one point i'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah i'm I'm like like, do it do it um Oh my god! Oh, my sister would kill me if I didn't mention this line from the movie, because my sister and I still make this reference all the time when they're at the diner and um, like Vicky's talking about. Oh my god! Every time I sneeze, it's like I'm one step away from the hospice, and yeah. oh my god, I'm gonna be like a Melrose Place character, and I'm teaching everyone it's okay to be near me. Um, and and but then, Melrose Place is such a good show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was like, we're gonna get through this, and that, Melrose Place was a really good show. Yeah, and that scene actually reminds me of us. Yeah, and the reason it's like having a very direct conversation, like she says, "Do you ever wish you were a lesbian?" Like it's just like <laughs> we used to have conversations, like we still yeah. have conversations like this, like where it's like we're very direct or we're very like upfront about something, and yeah. that's what I love about it is that it's real. Like her vulnerability is so palpable. Vicky, yeah. her, her, her fear. And it was like, you know, back then it was before they really knew as much as they knew. And it was like, and it's amazing that they still have so much to still do with the HIV AIDS education and advocacy. And like, there's a lot that's been done, but 
you know, like everything else, there's ways to go. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, I love that you you had that in Melrose Place. It's such a good a show. really good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's but it's and that you see Winona Ryder actually being herself. Yeah, they they seem very natural together in, in yes. a lot of this movie. Yeah, they do. Um, and I love the way she walks out on Ben Stiller after he lets them butcher her documentary. Yeah, just a lot of eye rolling. Like, are you kidding me? And then yeah. at the end, he's like. I'll have them take out the pizza part. (laughs) Out of everything, dude. (laughs) Out of everything. I'm like, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, did you catch that they play a social distortion? Yes. Story story of my life. life. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, So, Juliana, do you, um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to cover. I don't want to to cut us off, cut you off of anything, but I I know. I, I think, you know, the complexity of this yeah reminds me a little bit of just the idea of how complicated relationships are and like the scene where um Dickie says to her the best way to fuck up a friendship is to sleep yeah your best friend and it was like they were more than friends I think they just didn't see it or realize it right because even Janine or um Vicky uh said oh, will you guys just do it already? I'm starving. Like, she's just like, oh, I hate, kind of like, I hate listening to you two bicker all the time. It's obvious. That yeah, you- it's obvious you like each other. Just do yeah. it already and get it over with. Yeah. You know, relationships are a complicated thing. You're not so easy. Exactly. And this movie proves that. <laughs> oh, does <Yeah>. it ever. <laughs> um, you know? I was going to ask you, because I, I had picked out this movie. Um, did uh, Did you have one picked out for next week? I do, and it's Wee. one of our favorites. Um, it's 10 Things I Hate About <gasps> You. Yay! Oh, good. I, I excuse to watch love, it again. I know we love this movie. And um, I recently, my poor little, so you remember how that little printout of Heath Ledger on my wall? Yes, yes, it yes. It was him on the steps. Yeah. Well, recently I had to clean out. I had a, I had to clean up my nightstand, and I still had it, and I had yeah. it like on the side, but it like got like a little torn. And I'm like, after 23 years, and now <laughs> I have to. And I'm like, I don't. Want, it was like 22, 23 years, and I'm like, I don't want to throw this out. I'm like, this yeah. is like, <laughs> you know. So yeah. So we're gonna be doing 10 things I hate about you. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna be covering lines and. You know, um, we're going to be paying homage to uh, the late Heath Ledger. I know. Really looking forward to just talking about his brilliance in this movie. Um, Yeah. I think if I had found somebody like him, and I will say this, Mm -hmm. I'll say it again next week. But if I found somebody like him, then maybe things would have went a little bit differently in school. Um, Yeah. (laughs) With the Bunsen, when he's lighting the cigarette with the Bunsen burner. I, should you be drinking that if you don't have a liver yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um uh, so yeah so that's where we're gonna be going and oh yeah um yeah and that'll continue our, our movie soundtrack march ladies and gentlemen yes yes very good so um planning thank so, you oh, yeah. to all our listeners um if you haven't yet please give us a follow on 
Instagram and Twitter at Ye Old Playlist. And yes. you'll see we'll be doing um, you know, little posts about what's coming up and what we'll do, what we're gonna be up to. Uh, we got some good stuff in store. And, yes, um, yeah. we do. And also, yeah, we, we uh, I, I noticed a spike in our uh, listenership when we did those, um, the love song episode and the breakup song episode. And I was oh. like, at first I was like, oh, are people going to listen to these? Because these are kind of long. But it seems like a lot of people like to listen to long podcasts. Um, so let us know, like, what do you usually prefer? How long do you like your podcasts? You know, and, and what would you what? like to hear us do um, our playlist for? Like, yeah, like a rage playlist. Would you like a sad, sad, sappy playlist? Sappy playlist. Yeah. A, sappy a crappy playlist. playlist? A yeah. crappy playlist. <laughs> like most hated songs. <laughs> most hated songs. Megan and I have a laundry list. I do. There's a lot of music that I hate. Um, well, yeah, it's not that, that I too. Hate. I would love to have a, a hate conversation. At some well, point. No, no, no. more hate. We're not going to go into hate. Okay? No, I not hate. We're but not just, like, hate and not to our liking. Yeah, just like disgust or just, just misery. <laughs> misery. Yeah, songs not for me. Us, songs that make us miserable. If it was playing over and over in an elevator that broke down. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But if my Sharona came on in the elevator, you know you and I would be dancing. Yeah, so, it would yeah. be a dance-a-thon. That's yeah. not a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, or maybe you want to hear, um, you know, a throwback playlist. Like, maybe you want us to go back to the 60s, maybe the 50s. Yes. Um, at some point, we're going to be doing the Big Bands Month, so. Yeah. We're into an homage to our grandparents. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I'm excited, actually, because it's like, ugh, growing up on that music, I actually did. We used to, you know, listen to a lot of that stuff. So yeah. some of it was good. Some of it was good. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all right, dude. Well, uh, I'm so excited you picked 10 things. There's, oh, my God. Talk about a movie that I think I could probably recite that movie. And I <laughs> love, oh my God, my digestive pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one thing I love about that movie is that like no high schooler talks like the way the people do in that movie. Like no one no. can talk in paragraph form like this, but I, I love it just the same. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing is that um, I will also be regaling my tale of my actual run in with Andrew Keegan. Yes. Oh and my, God, my response to what I said after I actually physically ran into Andrew Keegan. All right. Joey, eat me Donner. So you got to hear the Joey, <laughs> oh eat me Donner God, story. You... <laughs> Ooh, fight. <Okay>. Ah, <laughs> David Krumholtz, he drew a dick on my face, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. David Krumholtz is magic. Oh, He's my great. God. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious all right we're gonna oh, have fun next i know week. i'm like so, I'm, i could talk about that all night and i, I probably up. Shut up. it's gonna be a lot of fun there's yeah be a lot of laughs um, definitely, <laughs> definitely some uh uh, uh some grieving stuff. over the loss of heath ledger that's legend right there yeah but it's it's always a pleasure to do this folks and we thank you and megan yes thank you for Hustling me to do this because you were like, we got to do a podcast. We got to do a podcast. And I'm so glad. Yeah. I love doing this with you, dude. This is I do uh, too. Awesome. This, this, this keeps me going. It's, yeah. it's, it's so much fun to do this. And 
um, and share it with uh, with other people. It's it's been really cool. All right. Well, I know we've said goodbye like 20 times, which is yes. why we are friends. Okay. <laughs> I'm sending you a big hug. Okay. Oh, much love, Megan. You're the best. You're the best. No, you're the best. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, dude. You have a good night, and I will talk to you later. You too. Love you, dude. Good night. Love you. Good night. Bye-bye.